think now of a large broker dealer, they have segments of personas where they have advisors that manage assets, they're asset allocators. They have advisors that are career insurance producers, right? They want a consistent framework to do that. So if you had two people sitting side by side, one of them was an asset manager. When they get to those next level of screens, they're inside of the same pipe. So there's no segregation in how now that home office is going to handle it because it's all coming through that, that same pipe so they can look across that holistically. That was Rich Romano, CEO of the Fiduciary Exchange, which is also called FIDEX. He was talking about how broker-dealers can leverage their platform to optimize the delivery of annuities and other insurance products across their advisor base. I spoke with Rich about his company's recent deal to power InvestNet's insurance exchange, how they're delivering data-driven recommendations to advisors across their entire book of business, and a whole lot more on this episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 116 of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, the founder and CEO of Ezra Group Consulting. Over the past 16 years, we've worked with hundreds of fintech vendors and enterprise wealth management firms to guide them towards making better business and technology decisions. If you're the CEO, CTO, COO, or other fintech executive with a software product that you're selling to RIAs, broker dealers, asset managers, or other firms, run, don't walk to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com and click the button to schedule a discovery session. Our Wealth Tech team can deliver a wide range of market insights for your firm, including competitive analysis, addressable and obtainable market estimates, sales targeting, insights on buying decisions, and more. Every vendor needs this data to be successful, especially when entering new markets. And you can get on the right track by going to EzraGroupLLC.com. All right, uh, moving on to the episode. This Wealth Tech Today podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices in technology for wealth management, asset management, and related areas. And this episode is part of our October focus on annuities. So we're talking to influential industry leaders, providing technology solutions that help advisors build stronger relationships, improve outcomes, and enrich clients' lives. A couple of housekeeping tasks before I forget. A quick shout out to our sponsor, the Invest in Others Foundation. Go to investinothers.org. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss future episodes. Now, let's get this episode started. I'm excited to introduce my guest for this episode is Rich Romano, CEO and co-founder of FedEx. Hey, Rich, welcome to the program. Good morning, and thanks for having me. Rich, it's great for you to be here. Where are you calling in from? Uh, currently calling in from our Berwyn office, uh, the FedEx uh, home office. Home office in beautiful Berwyn, suburb of Philadelphia, one of my favorite cities in the world. And we agreed, you know, whenever, whenever I talk to guests, we always talk about um, a list of things we can and can't talk about. And the one thing that we're not going to talk about is football because both of our teams, Eagles and the Giants, stink. So there's not going to be any football conversation on this podcast. Amen to that. That's right. <laughs> but what we are going to talk about is insurance products and, and you know, how FedEx is changing the, the landscape. So can you give us the 30-second elevator pitch for FedEx? Sure, sure. Uh, so you know, at FedEx, we're a we're a technology and a service provider to our to our clients. And you know, if you look at our our, our real ultimate goal is to be able to 
facilitate the use of annuities and the benefits of insurance inside of the wealth management advisory landscape. So moving from that traditional transaction-based annuity purchase to really focused on how do these fit into the overall portfolio construction that advisors are doing for their clients and making sure they've got the right products based on where that client is in their their life cycle or in their their planning process to ensure that everyone can get a secure and, and, and happy retirement. That is a fantastic goal. And a lot of advisors are, are striving for that goal. Uh, so something you recently announced was a big deal, a partnership with one of the biggest firms, uh, tech firms in the space, InvestNet. Can you talk about how you're working with them and how you're powering their uh, new insurance exchange? That's a great question, Craig. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, InvestNet in their core business, you know, really never offered uh, an insurance products inside of their platform. So in partnering with FedEx, they got access to the industry experts and, and the ability for a firm to be able to move fast, be nimble and build out the opportunity to offer annuities as a first product line into their wealth management advisory platform. And the goal there being that advisors have chosen investment, whether it's a large enterprise broker dealer all the way down to a small RIA as their platform of choice. So, you know, we believe in not increasing advisor fatigue with technology and additional platforms. So the goal was build a platform that could be called in white labels so that the advisor never really knows whether they're in investnet or they're in FedEx, right? They just know and love the experience they have on investnet. So our goal was to create this seamless integration across all the aspects of their platform, whether they're researching products, they're proposing, they're opening, they're managing. And also, you know, at the end of the day, being able to constrain a lot of these products to their compliance engine. So it really was us being that, that single platform and, and really the enablement was InvestNet first and others after that. So you made a good point there that you want to make it seamless. You want it so that the advisors don't know that even FedEx is even there. They just see the investment experience. And that's really the, the way that firms are, that's the goal we find a lot of clients we work with. They don't understand that. And so the fact you understand that and that's one of your goals is important because advisors just want to get their job done. They don't want to have to worry about what tool they're using. They just want to get it done. So especially with things as complex as annuities and other insurance products, trying to keep it simple and keep them in one interface is really the best way to go. Yeah, we agree wholeheartedly. And, and that's also been, if you look at some of our other partnerships, you know, for example, with, with Halo, same thing, right? People have chosen that. And what we've realized is that, you know, annuities are complementary to so many other products that are out in the industry. So when you think of a structured note and you have the same concepts of floors and caps and participation rates, you have a real conservative client geez, that really sounds maybe like a fixed indexed annuity. You have a very aggressive client. Maybe it's a soft protection on the NASDAQ, right? Where they're, they have more exposure to loss, but really key components in, in dissecting the fact that it's all of those great things inside of the annuity that really meet what the advisor is trying to do from a portfolio perspective. It really goes across all of these various platforms that advisors are choosing. Indeed. When we're seeing a lot of this in the industry, we're seeing a lot of activity. We're seeing a lot of companies you know, get involved. As you mentioned Halo, and we had um, the CEO of Halo on the podcast a couple months back uh, when we were talking about marketplaces uh, and some of their competitors like Simon and, um, and Luma. Um, 
that are doing similar things around structured products, and they're all expanding into annuities as well because, as you, as you mentioned, it's complementary, and it's 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 a it's another complex product that needs to be simplified for advisors. As, and as you mentioned, it can be used in many different ways, and it can it can not only complement but replace some things that are, that advisors are using, like fixed income or other products. Yeah, and, and actually, Craig, you know, we, we take that a step further, and you know. What you hit on there is really important, right? The complexity of, of annuities is very, very different in terms of a product than an ETF, right? Or a mutual fund or a managed account. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's really easy to integrate an account order entry process, right? Like whether it's an iPipeline and eBix or insurance technologies. But what they don't, you know, really focus on is the, the intersection of what is they really trying to do with that product and how does it fit into it? It's not just about, you know, being able to open an account. We know that if we look at NIGO rates in the industry, paper's really high, but you add in an AOE uh, just as a standalone process, it's still a really high NIGO rate, right? It's about the data optimization and really moving the suitability into the front end of that life cycle. So, you know, while there, there are people that are looking to add, you know, annuities, what we found over the, the three years, at least that we've been doing this full integration in, into investment, and now we're live with a, a, a large number of clients is, there's a significant amount of nuance in trying to really make it work within that, that structure, right? You introduce concepts around risk scoring and CMAs and how do you really look at it from an asset allocation perspective that a lot of people never really think of that, right? They think about just included as a transaction on the, on the platform. And, and, uh, and, and we don't believe that really gets it to where the advisors and the end client get the best benefit out of the product. I want to pick up on something you just said. So looking at like a lot of our clients are, are large broker dealers, and they're all looking for ways to make their processes simpler, uh, simplified and make it easy for their advisors and improve their advisor experience. But also uh, they want to stay, stay compliant. So you said, uh, think about account order entry, moving, the, moving suitability into the front end of the life cycle. Can you explain what that means for a broker dealer looking to improve <clears throat> how they're delivering annuities? Sure. So, so if you think about now your, your, you're starting everything in, in the best scenario with a financial plan. So they're going through that process and they're saying, based on what my, my clients, you know, needs, hopes, and dreams are, you know, what are the assets? How do they work? And how does that now feature that when you start adding things like a, a VA with income, or you add a, you know, a, a registered indexed uh, annuity onto that, what does that do to the chances of success for that client? based on what they're doing. So now you can start looking and you can say, yes, there's a clear benefit to the end client. So what am I doing? I'm starting to build my suitability and my making sure I'm doing what's best as a fiduciary for my client. I now go into that proposal process and I'm in there now looking at things like my client has this amount of, of, of liquid net worth. They have this many assets and they're looking to, to go here and, and they have a risk score and it's moderate. You know, Never before could you say, let me go now pick this SMA or this mutual fund and ETF strategy, and maybe the, the risk was aggressive and they should be somewhere in moderate. Now you add in the fact that you can truly take into account the objective-based risk or what that insurance product does to lever down that risk to bring them back to moderate so that now I get to the point when I'm opening an account. And now that product aligns with the investment strategy. It aligns with my investment policies and what the firm has set up. And when I open that account, all of that data and that richness goes through so that there's no opportunity for the advisor inadvertently to change the subaccount allocation or pick different indexes that are now not going to tie back to that proposal. 
to ensure as you're going through that process, I'm, I'm bringing that NIGO number down, right? And uh, because it's part of data optimization flow, as well as tying it back to the ultimate, what were we doing directionally? And now what's the actual product execution? Yeah, I can definitely see how broker dealers would want that and, and definitely need that. They've, this is a huge gap, I think, in a lot of their processes, especially, you know, I think going back to our talk about InvestNet, the fact that they're integrating into MoneyGuy Pro and MoneyGuy Pro has got a very strong insurance module and insurance planning. Something you mentioned about that bringing in an insurance product can lever down the risk. That's something that most tools don't understand. Most systems don't understand adding insurance does that. They, they, don't, they only see levering down the risk as reducing your risk score or reducing your exposure to equities. There's, there's, no, right. there's no option to say, well, I've got this insurance product. How does that change? So it seems like the integration with MoneyGuy Pro would be a huge benefit. Yeah, and, and uh, it's a huge, it is a huge benefit, right? And, and to the one thing that that generally leads to is, you know, we talked about how we're inside of InvestNet. Think now of a large broker dealer that they have segments of personas where they have advisors that manage assets, they're asset allocators. They have advisors that are career insurance producers, right? They want a consistent framework to do that through. And they might have some that are planners. So now that planner can go from Money Guide, do the holistic plan, and launch directly into FitX, right? Our standalone platform for that execution piece. So if you had two people sitting side by side, one of them was an asset manager, they're going through InvestNet, another one's gone through Money Guide. When they get to those next level of screens, they're inside of the same pipe. So there's no uh, segregation in how now that home office is going to handle it because it's all coming through that, that same pipe so they can look across that that holistically. So, you know, that single point of access is, is really important. And, you know, ultimately as well, you know, one of the things that a lot of people think is it's a fixed income replacement, not always the case, right? Where, where we see the ball going is you look at someone who might have three ETFs or three mutual funds that are all in large cap growth, right? And if you think about that, maybe you have, you know, one of those three is underperforming. Why not take that and potentially put it into a, a RILA product where you're going to get protection on the assets and also let them participate in the market, you're reducing the tax drag and the inefficiency inside of that allocation. So the funding sources and the way they look at these are, it, it, it's very different. And, you know, we're out there changing through a lot of education and training, the thought of just take fixed income and put that inside of annuity. Yeah, obviously it's not that simple, but can you explain to people who are listening, maybe aren't that familiar, what is a RILA product? Yep. So it's a registered index linked annuity and uh, much like a fixed indexed annuity, they have the concept of a floor, a participation rate and, and caps. But in the RILA, you have the ability to say, I, I'm willing to take on a little risk. So if you have a three year or a six year horizon, you could say, I'm willing for that to be 10%. If the market drops 10%, I'll take that first 10%. To be able to raise my ability to go upside and have have better performance down the you know down the down the road. So, you know, whereas a fixed index annuity is going to have that zero loss and and keep you within a, a different level of of uh, of caps and participation. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. So I, I understand that your arrangement with investment isn't exclusive. So do you see FedEx as becoming the Intel inside for lots of other vendors who want to access insurance products? And how would this how how will this play out in the enterprise space for for broker dealers and large RAs? 
Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, ultimately, the goal is that we become the platform that the carriers connect to once, and then we can facilitate the connectivity out to the industry. So we've already integrated into InvestNet. We've gone live now with Tamarack, which while a subsidiary of InvestNet, is a large RIA platform. We're live with MoneyGuide and MoneyGuide Blocks. We're also live with Halo. Uh, and we have other partners where we continue to expand access. And we also, now that our platform is, is mature, we have um, what we call guidance desks or outsourced insurance desks and uh, some IMOs that are looking to take our platform to be their enterprise platform. Because once again, the ability to have a consistent experience across all of their carriers versus a different experience with Jackson and Allianz and Pru because of the way they do business uh, provides significant efficiencies to their business, uh, which helps them, right? What do we want to do? We want to enable advisors to spend more time with clients and then also allow people like support staff and sales assistants to be able to work on behalf of them inside of that platform. Hey, I want to take a break from this episode to talk about our sponsor. The Invest in Others Charitable Foundation is a nonprofit that recognizes financial advisors for their exceptional charitable work. Their 15th annual Invest in Others Awards will be held digitally this year from September 20th through September 23rd. That's just eight days from now. Be sure to tune in each day at 4.45 p.m. Eastern time to watch as each award category winner is unveiled. You can watch on investinothers.org forward slash awards and there's no logins or passwords required. Now, I've been involved with Invest in Others for three, no, four years now. It's a great organization. They do a lot of good. Uh, please donate on the website, investinothers.org. I'm sure your company will match your donations. And almost every wealth management company that I know of is involved in Invest in Others. They do a, a, some fantastic work. Each finalist in the Invest in Others Awards receives a donation of $20,000. And the winners in each category, and I believe there are five categories, receive between $50,000 and $75,000 towards their nonprofit. And these are life-changing amounts for some of these organizations. And I've been uh, lucky enough to be part of the judging on some of these categories. And they're, uh, the, the categories are things like local community involvement, uh, international charitable work, um, uh, you know, uh, lifetime achievement awards, uh, things like that. So uh, they, they break it out in different ways, and it's really tough to, to pick the winners because there's so many good charities that are doing such good work, building schools, getting um, helping feed people, building orphanages overseas, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, makes me feel really inadequate. I really got to step up my, my volunteer game, but investinothers.org is a great uh, organization, great charity. You should check them out at their website. And uh, you don't want to miss their awards this year. And please tune in on their website, investinothers.org forward slash awards to find out who wins. I don't know who's going to win. We need to learn. We need to know. We want to know who the winners are. So check them out. So that's something I had on my list to talk to you about. So we've got broker-dealer clients and they've got IMOs. That's, that's, a, that's one of their business uh, models that they're, that they're working with. So how, how would, can you explain how it works? How would a broker-dealer with an IMO Yep. Leverage FedEx as their enterprise platform. What's the process? Can you walk me through? Like, I'm a, you're selling this to me. I'm, I'm the I'm the CTO, CIO of, of a broker dealer with an IMO. How is this going to work for me? Yep. So you know what, what your your classic challenge has always been that you you immediately go to paper and you go to a disjointed process, right? You, when you work with that IMO, your advisor's calling them, 
potentially emailing them, you know, doing something. But what does your client want? Your client wants one portfolio to be managed with all of these products so they can look across it. So we are huge believers that everyone has built these, not just they've picked their platforms of choice, but they've picked their partners of choice. So they see the value in working with these IMOs and we fully appreciate that. So what we've done is we said, we need to digitally include them in the process to where, once again, your advisors are going to start in Money Guide or in a planning tool. Once they come down and they realize that, you know, out of that million dollar portfolio, $300,000 should go into insurance. Imagine if on that platform, you could say, I want to pick the product myself, or I want to hand it off to my IMO partner. You click on a button, it now transfers that over, sends your IMO partner a, uh, an, a notification saying, there's a new request out there for Craig, and he wants to you know, put $300,000 into an annuity strategy. They can now log into the FedEx platform, pick that up, and what they have all their products available. It's the same experience, the same products, the same research, the same illustrations, proposal capabilities. Once that IMO person is working with you and they say, great, we'll finalize on the Allianz 222, they mark it final. It now goes back to your platform, InvestNet, or back to FedEx, where you now can continue that process and you still end up with a complete proposal with that million-dollar portfolio for your client, still constrained, still constrained to risk, constrained to your investment policies. So it's no longer something that you've got to slide in and update your proposal documents. And then once that policy is executed and it's issued, all of that data is coming over on a daily basis. So now you're off to the races and every day you meet with your client, whether it's a QPR or whether it's a daily touch base uh, or some sort of ad hoc update, it's in there as part of that portfolio. Awesome. I think that's a great pitch for IMOs, for firms with IMOs, because they, they need that. They need to have that digitally inclusive process where they can just hand it off easily. Right. And not the way about it, how it works in the back end. Yeah. And, you know, and Craig, just to extend that one thing, right? The other thing that we're doing, which is also uh, going to change the industry, is we take that model and we've extended it to what we call outsourced insurance desks. So now think of, you know, the RIAs or the advisors that aren't associated with a broker dealer, aren't doing annuities, but, you know, they finally have picked up on these would be good for my practice and good for my clients. We can also extend that to where now that traditional advisor that doesn't use insurance can do that same handoff to that outsourced insurance desk, and they become their insurance expert to now include annuities inside of their practice. So it's not just in the large broker-dealer world where they've got the selling agreements and all the advisors are licensed. We now have the ability to bring together these new partners, right? The non-licensed RIA or investment advisor who wants to work with someone who can be their insurance experts in their insurance shop to service their clients. We've now connected that digitally as well uh, for that other, you know, <clears throat> opportunity, you know, and really thinking forward there is in that fee-based market, right? Where these advisors are all acting as a fiduciaries and they're looking for products that align with the best interest of their client. How does the TAMRAC integration work you mentioned? So if I'm a TAMRAC uh, RIA, is there just a button to click that says FedEx or is it how, how does that work? Yeah, so they have two ways to get to uh, what we'll, you know, we'll call insurance exchange capabilities. And um, well, three actually, right? So some TAMRAC clients also have access to InvestNet that they can go through and use that proposal process. So that's an easy one. They just use the existing functionality. But they can also get there through MoneyGuide. 
so they can launch money guide, which would allow them to now do that planning holistically. And once they get to the point of uh, insurance, they can launch FitX, which once again, will say, are you or are you not licensed? And if you're licensed, it will let you go forward and do that. If you're not, it'll say, how can I get you over to one of these OID partners? And then they can also launch it directly, right? So they already know that they're, you know, they don't need to go build their shopping list. They know that they want to go and they want to do an allocation over to this type of strategy. They can immediately launch that and hand it off to the, the OID direct. And, and then that data comes back into Tamrac and becomes part of their, their reporting. Can you explain what an OID is? Yep. So it's an outsourced insurance desk. And we are currently have four partners on platform. Um, you know, we've announced that, you know, the financial independence group, True Choice and Retire One, and we're in the midst of another finalizing there. But they're firms that uh, have all this expertise in house. They've got the selling agreements with the carriers, right? And that may be whether it's, you know, fixed annuities or variable annuities, you know, insurance agency or broker dealer based. They have the ability to, to create relationships with entities that want to use them as an outsourced insurance expert. So, you know, they become the broker dealer and the agent of record on these policies, working with the advisor to work with the end client. So, you know, uh, think of it as the classic if, you know, if, if I was, uh, you and I went to college together and I was an advisor and you were an insurance expert, generally I'm going to have a client who needs something to say, let me introduce you to Craig, right? He's going to help with the insurance side of the portfolio and your protection. So it's very much like that relationship, um, you know, because a lot of people don't want to be in that broker dealer space, but they also want to get access to these, these products. So it's a, it's a, it's well more than an accommodation, but, you know, at its lowest level, it's, it's an accommodation uh, service, but they're providing that high end. These are the way you know, we can add protection and add other insurance products in for your clients. So it allows the advisor to get more access to the products for their clients. So you mentioned uh, OIDs. So I, I, I just didn't connect the outsource insurance desks. I, I should have seen that coming. But uh, I, I so I'm confused. I thought Retire One and Financial Independence Group and True Choice would be competitors to FedEx because don't you also have an outsourced insurance desk? We no, we we are not in the distribution space. Um, you know, our, the services that we provide are really focused on, you know, obviously the platform and the technology, right, for efficiency and making sure that we've incorporated them into that landscape. But we also work heavily in the education and training, and we support advisors in what they're doing. So. It's, it's really, you know, think of us as evangelists in the, the insurance space to all of these, these partners, and then also providing services and integration services to the, to the clients that use the, the parts. But, you know, we, we do not offer fiduciary services or recommendation services. Well, a long time ago, I used to be a product manager when I actually had a, a, a real job before I became a consultant. <laughs> um, I got them to put on my business card, product evangelist. I was very excited about that. So when I hear you want your evangelists, I'm all for that. Got to go out there and and and, and, uh, and, and I, preach the gospel, preach the word. I, I you know, it, I, and I, I don't think you can discount that, right? I mean, you know, I, I believe that's what the E in my title is, right? I have to be out there, and and you know, if you don't believe in what you're doing, I I don't believe you'll be as successful as when you truly believe in what you're doing, and you know, and, and we're on a path. And we see it and we're, it's resonating with firms and with advisors. Um, you know, one of the, 
the things that we've seen is, you know, if you look at the industry and you, if you look at what the average ticket size was, let's just call it 100 to $130,000 on the average annuity. We're starting to see now that people are looking at this in the fee-based world and we're seeing well over double that size come through platform. And we believe that's the result of, I don't need to just carve off a small piece and buy a, 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 an immediate annuity that's like a, a social security benefit. I'm gonna really draw down my client's assets and be able to manage that money through their through their their life cycle, um, and so we're seeing the migration of you know those managed account assets or those fee based assets starting to get put into these products. Um, so you know it's exciting to see as it comes through, and you know and we're seeing a, a, a pretty significant you know transition starting to happen to the fee based products. Rich, you glossed over something there. I got I got to uh, bring I got to bring it up, point it out. You said your ticket sizes are 2x industry average. That seems like a non-trivial number. How, how did you do that? And what, what do you attribute that to? Yeah, so I, I, you know, so I think it really comes back to, and I, and I kind of piggybacked on the evangelism side of that, right? Which is the importance of these benefits to the clients is, you, 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 we could talk about it all day of how important it is. So as you look at that and people are starting to look and say, how much of this money should I protect, right? You can read industry averages from the IRI and others, and you'll hear 20%, 30% of portfolios. You know, and if, if clients have a primary goal of, of a happy retirement and they have certain necessary essential needs and, and benefits, why not secure those up? And now getting back to the first thing we talked about, if I'm able to bring the overall risk down by using these products, it lets me do other things with the remainder of that, that portfolio. So, I'm not looking for fixed income, right? I'm looking for growth in the market, right? Uh, and now you can say, this is the protection that you have, right? A large portion of your retirement. Don't worry about it, right? Put your head on the pillow at night because you've got guarantee and you don't have to worry if the market goes down 18%, like over the last couple of weeks or that, that volatility is less impactful um, to, to the end client. Yep, that, that can, in troubled times like these, where, there, where there's a lot more volatility, I think that could be very comforting. Uh, can you explain? So one of the things we work on a lot in, in my consulting firm, we're, we're doing a lot of data projects, data assessments, data analytics, and, and firms are asking, how do we build, how do we get more, more data-driven recommendations and how do we understand our, our what, how do we get insights from our data? And you've got that in your product. Can you explain how it works and provide a use case for how a broker dealer would benefit from your, your data-driven recommendations? Yep. Yeah. And uh, so we, we've we uh, strategically partnered with uh, with the Wheelhouse Group, which is InvestNet's uh, analytics and data services team, to not only power the insurance recommendations inside of InvestNet's analytics engine, but also have our also uh, our white labeled version of that that we offer out to clients. And, um, you know, we we receive our data and, you know, just given our expertise in this space, we're able to look across a firm's book of business, all of their enforced policies. And there's a couple of ways you can slice this up. And the first one is to go through and really give the home office and advisors insights into the entire book of business. So they may have, you know, an annuity out there that is running 185 or 200 basis points, right? Is that still the right solution for that client? And if they were looking for tax deferral, can you get better tax deferral and better benefits in, in today's market at, at a better rate, right? Um, maybe they have uh, a, a VA with income, but they no longer need the income. So 
do they really need that 100, 100 basis point rider where they're really looking for tax deferral? So, you know, we have these concepts of in the money, out of the money, uh, you know, will the benefit really, you know, it kind of come to fruition for you versus, you know, where, where you are today. And so we have able to look across that book of business. And the other piece is, is given that we have all this product data, we're able to notify proactively around what's going on in those policies. Maybe the rebalance window's opening. In the variable annuity world, we can constrain it to risk on the investment side. So, you know, has the asset allocation gone into a drift uh, area where now you need to rebalance that portfolio? So, you know, getting that into the hands of not just the advisor, but the entire home office and the support staff allows them to provide greater benefits to the advisors from the platform. And we're taking the next step, which is now we're looking into all of the the, the planning analytics and all the managed account analytics to start saying, and a firm can come in and work with us and configure it to their liking, right? It's flexible algorithms. They may want to say, show me all of the uh, accounts where retirement was the primary goal and there's less than 10% protection on the portfolio, on the overall portfolio. So we now can look across and say, here's an opportunity where an annuity might benefit your client. You can look back and say, what if an annuity strategy was used on these plans? Would the chances of success have, have increased? So we're looking to go back to come forward and make sure that they have the right, you know, once again, it's the education and the opportunities for for clients, uh, for advisors to be able to provide good opportunities and ultimately make the recommendation to their end client based on what's been surfaced through this, this insights engine. We're hearing a lot of promises from firms about uh, next best actions and, and providing those type of insights to advisors. So this sounds like it's right in that wheelhouse. wheelhouse. It's right in that, it's right yeah. that alley, right? It's right there. <laughs> you're, That's you're right. looking across their, their books of business and saying, hey, here's the areas you need to look at. Here's things you should be doing. And that sounds like a, a very common uh, buzzword here, which is holistic. And it, most firms that use the word holistic aren't really holistic. But this sounds pretty holistic. Yeah, it is right, and and uh, you know one of the benefits of of working with Investnet is working with Investnet, and they've got a very robust, well adopted you know analytics and insights platform that you know firms are already using. They're using it across the rest of their business to to you know see the value and understand where they where there's opportunities there. So you know plugging into that has has been a huge lift to to our business, and and also saying here's the way insurance would work inside of that engine. So, you know, I, I know that in the, the earnings transcripts that, you know, when Bill Craig talks about, you know, they talk about hundreds of millions of, of uh, recommendations and insights a year to their client base. And, you know, we, we believe that the future is that advisors will become more and more digital, right? And clients will become more and more digital. And you have to be in that digital process uh, in order to, to kind of bring it all together. Um, so that, that really is something that it, it's happening. We see it happening. So yeah, we're, we're on board with, it's an important part of, of, you know, proactive service to advisors. Rich, you've said it all. And as time flies, when you're having fun, we've, we've run out of time. This was great. Uh, I, I have a bunch more questions to ask, but we'll have to save them for next time. Can you tell people listening where they can find out more information about FedEx? Yep, sure. So you can uh, reach out to us uh, through our website, which is fidex, uh, fid-x.com. Uh, and also, um, you know, reach out if you're an existing investment client or other clients, 
clearly reach out to the enterprise consultants you're working with, and uh, we will gladly engage and, and, uh, and evangelize some more. Go evangelists. Great. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Greg. Have a great day. Hey, it's Greg again. Here are my three takeaways from this episode. Number one, the FedEx makes account order entry easier and moves suitability into the front end of the lifecycle. FedEx can improve the operational capabilities for a broker dealer around annuities and other insurance products. Um, and data-driven recommendations. Really like their partnership with Wheelhouse Analytics and be able to look across all enforced policies in the book of business and give them better tax benefits, proactive notification, all good stuff. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. But before you go, please head over to our website, azergroupllc.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage and sign up for our newsletter. Each month, you'll receive an email chock full of tasty goodness, including news and updates from across the industry. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. I'll catch you all again next time.